Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Today, Larry's got a special guest and we're going to be talking about trains. Woohoo! Or choo-choo, whatever, whatever, however I should say that. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Fine. Doing great, Eric. All right. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear uh, about your guest. And your guest is Mike Kameth. Correct. Uh, perfect. Thank you. I wanted to make sure I said that right. And Mike, you are the president of the Long Island Garden Railway, Railway Society. That is correct. All right. And your club holds monthly meetings. That is also correct. correct. Right on. And they do a bunch of events. And Michael, you have a wife, Kathleen. Yes. Did she start attending the meetings in 2007 or both of you? We both went together. We started together. And that was, and she's still a member of the club and she's active with me. All right. Well, I want to just say a little bit about your history uh, just to introduce you and, and hand you off to Larry. But you were uh, elected the president and the club was founded in 1991 from my, the information I was given by a group of individuals that liked both trains and gardening, which is a great combination. And in 1999, the club was chartered, and you guys have 95 members, right? That is correct. Wow. Larry, thank you so much for bringing Mike on today. How did you guys start working together? So um, Michael actually became a wealth management client oh, somewhere around five, year, five years ago. So we handle his investments, his financial planning. And of course, you know, one of the things that we always do is we talk to our clients about you know, what do they want to do, what makes them happy now and in retirement. And, you know, Michael's always had a passion for the training. And so he's always talked about, you know, talked about that. So I thought it would be great for our listeners out there to, uh, to hear about, you know, Mike's passion in, uh, in, in trains. And I think it'd be a very interesting podcast. So I asked Mike to, uh, to join us today. So thank you, Michael. I appreciate it very much for the opportunity. Mike, you made a great choice. Larry's a great guy. So <laughs> I'll let you guys go. Thanks, Eric. So, so Michael, give you, let us know when did you, your interest in trains uh, begin? I guess uh, very early in life. I got my first train set uh, when I was about four years old, and um, of course for Christmas. And every Christmas Eve, my father and his brother used to set a train set up for my brother and I. Later on, my dad would take us to watch the trains on the Long Island Railroad. Back then, they were still running steam. And a lot of freight. So I had the excitement of viewing steam trains, and I guess that's what I fell in love with. And that's I, pretty cool. Long Island Railroad had steam trains. Yeah, steam until, trains. Not up until about 1955, mm -hmm. thereabouts. And then um, a few times he took us into, I guess, um, Atlantic Avenue in, in Queens, and we watched him call up the engines. So, of course, we'd be raising relatives and to get out of the house, he took us. And I've probably ridden all kinds of uh, tourist railroads throughout the United States, and uh, including Alaska, and I enjoy it. And I've always had trains, even when I became an adult. I, I gave up the, my O-gauge line L. I still have them in original boxes. Went to an N-gauge layout, and then... Uh, so explain to the audience, what do you mean by an N-gauge okay, layout? What size, what, give, give the audience a picture of okay. what these trains and how big they are. Everybody's familiar with Lionel, all right? That's old gauge. Then it goes downhill from there. Uh, the next size would be S gauge, which is American Flyer, H-O, N, and Z. The Z gauge, the 
inside of the track between the rails is a quarter inch, approximately a quarter inch. And end is about a half inch, uh, and I'm not sure what the others are. Uh, Lionel, I think, is one and a quarter. And the G-gauge is what I run in a garden, specifically made trains to run outdoors. That's an inch and three quarters between the inside of the rails. So how big are the trains? The cars themselves, roughly a passenger car is about 18 inches long and about four inches square. That's approximate. Depending on what you run and what your particular railroad is, some of the passenger coaches, the more expensive ones, like the Broadway Limited, those cars can be uh, two, three feet long. Wow. And what are the trains run? Electricity? Uh, no. I, yes, they do. There's four sources of power you can possibly have. To start with, the English had a series, probably about 60, 70 years ago, they had a wind-up system like a clock. Uh, then it was live steam, which some members of the club still use today. It's a butane fuel boiler, and it's a steam engine. Steam comes out of the cylinders and the whistle. Uh, then it's track power, like everybody's familiar with, uh, Lionel, American Flyer, HO, all track power. And the more modern way is the way I'm going is battery-powered radio control. I don't have to worry about the track being dirty. I just turn on the switches and hit the controller, and off I go. I blow the whistle, ring the bell, and turn the smoke on or the lights, and slow it down, gradually, just like a real train. And I have a sound system on it would duplicate the exact sound of a real train. You actually hear the brakes being applied. Uh, that's that's very cool. Yeah. So, Michael, for our audience out there, you know, let's paint the picture. What kind of size train are we talking about the, here? The garden railway trains are known as G-size scale trains. And within that, there's many different scales. The size of a train, average size, a passenger car would be about 18 inches long and a four-inch square. Some cars can go as long as uh, two and a half to three feet, depending on the, the model the railroad is going on. And these cars would represent the passenger cars that were used probably in the 20s all the way up to the 50s. They were very long, heavyweight cars. They are long. And then there's different railroads you model after, again, driving the size, again, up or down. G-scale is larger than Lionel. Lionel is old gauge. Most people are familiar with the uh, old gauge trains, or excuse me, Lionel trains. Then from there, it's American Flyer, which was S-gauge, H-O, N-gauge, and Z-gauge. And Z being the smallest, which to track the inside dimension of the rail between the rails is about a quarter inch. N-gauge is a half. I think um, O-gauge is five-eighths. I don't remember what the um, S-gauge or American Flyer was. The G-gauge, which is the outdoor railroad, is one and three quarters between the inside of the rails. That gives you an idea of the size. And, and how are these cars, how are the train cars powered? Electricity? Yes, they are. Most of them are electricity, but there are four sources of power. In England, back in the probably 30s and 40s, they had wind-up trains, like a clock mechanism. And then there was live steam in the early days. And today, there are a few club members that have live steam. They're butane or alcohol-fired boilers. Then the conventional way is through the power through the track as uh, American Flyer, HO, or Lionel. And then the fourth, the most modern way of doing it is by battery. And that's the way I power my trains, uh, lithium-ion batteries and radio control. 
a battery, depending on the size, I can run at least an hour and a half to two hours on one charge. I have one locomotive has a large battery. I can go over six hours pulling about 20 cars on level ground. That's how trains are powered today. Very cool. Let's talk a little bit more about the Long Island Garden Railway Society. You know, what made you, you and your wife decide to join the club? I knew about the club a number of years, but I'm not a go out and join type of person. My nurse, my wife was a nurse and she had a patient that she was taking care of and he had a, a spike, which we call a golden spike. It was painted gold. And a conversation ensued. And he says, oh, I'm a member of the Garden Railway Society. Why don't you come and join? Because my wife told him I was building a, a Garden Railway. The very next meeting we attended, we joined it. And as soon as we walked into it, my wife recognized another woman she had worked with in the hospital. She worked in it over 30 years. And we joined a club that day, and I've been active ever since. So, you know, how often does the club, you know, club meet? We meet as an official club meeting uh, once a month. We meet at members' houses during the warm season through May through October, uh, one member will host that meeting. We have coffee, donuts, et cetera, and then we view the layout or building a layout, whatever position he's in. And the winter months, November through uh, March, we meet at the Northport Yacht Club. We have no official home location. And, you know, so now you're the president of the club. You know, what, what kind of responsibilities does that bring? Of course, the president, I have to sign the checks for, for my answers and whatever we have course. I conduct the meetings. I have to read all the, the business that we're attending to, introduce trips that we're going on them, organize it. Like I have to organize a work session. We have a garden railway that's been permanently set up at the Railroad Museum of Long Island Riverhead. We built it, or just before I was a member, for a deceased member that was very active and we try to maintain it weed it correct the tracks and i have to have a, another work session and that'll be one of our responsibilities to it try to get people if there's an email that has to go out alerting them to a particular situation like we're going to have a work session or we're going to have a, a picnic or need volunteers for a picnic things like that i i do so the train when you describe some of the different trains they use for the club, do they use one type of trains or all different types? As far as types, uh, every member has a different road name. Everybody loves it. What's your road name? Mine are over is anything narrow gauge in Colorado, Utah. Now, we want to know what narrow gauge is. The Long Island Railroad, uh, Pennsylvania, Union Pacific, all the railroads that we're familiar with today, the New York City subways, all the other metros, are all what they call standard gauge. It's uh, four feet, five and a half inches between the inside of the rails. Narrow gauge can be anything narrower than that. In Colorado, there is a three-foot narrow gauge. It still operates mostly as tourist trains. The uh, Yukon and White Pass in Alaska is the three-foot. The uh, East Broad Top in Pennsylvania is a three-foot narrow gauge. In Maine, they have a two-foot narrow gauge. Depending, they built narrow gauge because it was cheaper to build in the gold mining days out west. Uh, a lot of the, those are, have been converted to standard gauge. So mine is a, a modeled after the narrow gauge in Colorado, approximately 1900. Mm, very cool. So tell us a little bit about some of the events that the club does. Okay. We do probably about 10 public events a year. In February, we start, we 
donated time to a Boy Scout club in Westbury. It's just a tabletop layout. We do a Bethpage High School for the PTA to raise money for them. And that's a module layout. These modules are tables. They're, I think, four feet long and about two and a half feet wide. Each member has a table and everything integrates together at a certain height and span of the tracks. The members bring their own trains to run. The buildings we set up are the individual members. Only the corners are the club's property. Uh, then we do botanical gardens or arboretums. We do, um, currently we've been doing the planting fields in Oyster Bay. In the past, we've done Queens Botanical Garden. We do Bayard Botanical Garden and Clark Botanical Garden in Albertson. We set up on the ground layup of True Garden Railway. We have various uh, nurseries. They'll loan us uh, plants and we'll put an eye, a sign out saying they were donated or loaned to us from a particular nursery. We do a huge indoor um, module layout at Christmas time at the Cradle of Aviation in uh, Mitchell Field Garden City, New York. Uh, that is fun because we're up for a whole week. It's you put it up, and then as members, we can run trains for a week. It's a lot a lot of fun because you're not taking down and setting up. And the public, is they love the response to that. Great. And you have an event coming up in uh, August. Want to tell our audience a little bit more about that? Oh, yes. Uh, we have what we call RailFest. We don't run it. The Railroad Museum of Long Island in Riverhead runs this. We have a permanent garden railway set up there, and... That weekend, we'll be running our trains to help them out because their personnel will be doing other functions. Uh, it's a neat museum. They have uh, many Long Island, retired Long Island Railroad cars. They have a huge indoor Lionel layout, which was actually built by Lionel, and the club, uh, the museum actually attained it from Lionel. They have the World's Fair train that the Long Island Railroad ran in a 19. 19- 64-65 World's Fair. They're still operating that train today. Uh, hopefully this year they'll have a tank engine. They're going to fire it up. Uh, it's going to be on a trailer with rollers on. They're going to fire it with wood. And you sh- the young people have never seen a live steam, and it should be interesting. Yeah. And how do people go and get, you know find out more about that, uh, that event? They will on uh, Railroad Museum should have a website. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Uh, Long Island Railroad Museum in Riverhead. Been in Newsday already. Uh, it will be a Newsday at a public event. You can look at it on our club newsletter. We have a page that says uh, tells you about the Rail Fest in Riverhead. Mm, great. Um, so everyone can hear the passion you have about the about these trains. What has been your favorite, you know, thing about this event, or your favorite part about? being in the Garden Railway Society? I would say it's when we have public events, especially the outdoor ones, to watch the little children. It's priceless. You can't say anymore. And I know that most of the members enjoy it, their expression when you see a train go by. And there's some children are so taken in by it, when it's time to leave, there's kicking and screaming, and they'll grab the rope we have around the layout. And it's just fun to see how they love the trains. That's that's great, um, and I know you do some some other personal trips. You want to tell us about the trip that you just took last yeah, week? Just weekend, my wife and I and uh, three other couples from our train club took a trip to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on a classic train from the 1950s. There were three privately owned coaches. 
the Broadway Limited, they were coupled together. We started out at Penn Station in New York City. The train was, the three cars we were on were coupled to the end of an Amtrak train. We went to, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We had the meals on a train were the original meals that were served on a Broadway Limited. They actually used their cookbook and duplicated the meals. How was the food? It was that bad. Yeah. It was simple, but not, it was tasty. It was okay. surprisingly, some of the things they had were surprisingly good. And they, the, the drinks they had were duplicated, you know, the mixed drinks what they had in the 50s. The funny, when we met in Penn Station, the host that was, ta- she was dressed just like someone would be dressed in the 1950s. Oh, amazing. that's great. Yeah, she had his white polka dots on a black background dress, the hat on with the, um, um, can't think what it is. She just looked like she came out of the 50s. That's funny. Yeah. And even when we got there at night in Pittsburgh, the bus that picked us up was a 1950s street bus that you see in any of the big cities. The next day, we took another tour to the oil fields in Pennsylvania where the original commercial oil field was drilled. The bus that took her up there was a gray line uh, tour bus from the, the 60s. Uh, it was not automatic. The, guy, the driver had a shift to four-speed manual transmission, which was pretty interesting. So uh, it was a, a good trip. Yeah, great. It was like a lot of fun. It was. So why don't we tell our audience a little bit about if you're if you're interested in trains, you want to get more involved with the you know with with the club. Tell us about the club membership and uh, and even the junior membership. Okay, the club membership is made up of uh, uh, people from all professions, from doctors down to the postman. Men and women, there are a few women in a club that are more active than the men, and some of them have beautiful layouts. You don't have a fancy layout. You can have something very simple, or you can have something very elaborate. So how long does it take to create a layout? I mean, I mean, I mean does it, can it be in a day, or is it like years in the making? Either way. I mean, you can just buy a kit and lay it on the ground, and that's, that's instant. Mine's not done. I'm actually rebuilding it now because some things have deteriorated. Because, again, you're outside in the elements. Uh, wood rots, uh, ground shifts because of the hot and cold. So your layout is actually outside. It's outside in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It, when I get done with it, I'll probably have about 200 running feet. Now, most people layouts are in the outside or in the inside? Uh, I'd say 80% of all members have outside layouts and maybe 10 to 20% have it in their basement. Mm-hmm. Most have outside. Some are really elaborate, beautiful, and others are simple. As one member has no buildings on his layout, but it's beautiful because he has he's into bonsai. He's got all his trees trimmed. It, it just it's amazing. I say he doesn't have buildings, but it's still beautiful. Wow, that's pretty. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then what about the junior membership? Okay, to get new members in. About two years ago, we started a junior membership. If a, a person is 10 years old or older, up to 18, he can become a junior member, providing a guardian or his parents are a member in good standing. The junior member can join a club. He gets a name tag. All of us have name tags. And he can run his trains or her trains on our public displays or the club's trains if they show they're capable and responsible of doing it. And that's to get a child interested in trains, and hopefully they'll carry on until adulthood and appreciate the joy of this hobby. Is there a cost to join the club? The cost is um, $40 uh, an adult and $15 for each additional member. That's a year's membership. Right. I think it's pretty reasonable. That's pretty, it's pretty reasonable. 
Anything else that we didn't talk about today that you wanted to mention to our audience? We do have a club newsletter that comes out once a month. It's called Smoke and Cinders. The word smoke, the letter N, and cinders, the space between them. And that you can get on the internet. Uh, just uh, type in Long Island Garden Railway Society, Smoke and Cinders, and it's our monthly bulletin. It has a board members listed. It has our our calendar of events that go on at public meetings, monthly meetings, and other interesting facts. I write an article every month for it. It's one of my responsibilities as president. It's called The View from the Cab, and there's other information. So if anybody wants to see that, that gives it another feel for the club. There are sometimes pictures in there of various club members' layouts. Very cool. Uh, Michael, this has been great, very interesting. Um, love to see some of the uh, layouts and pictures. So uh, thank you for joining us today. And for those out there that want some more information about the club um, or get an invitation to the next meeting, you can go on their website, which is www.ligrslongislandgardenrailwaysociety.org. Or feel free to email the email would be Tom Judy Riz, R-I-Z, at optonline.net. So thanks again, Michael. This was terrific. Thank you for the opportunity. Michael, this is, this is fantastic. Larry, thank you so much for bringing him in. I was really enjoying just kind of listening to you guys talk and, and all the information. But I got curious, as, as I do. So I jumped online, and you guys have a Facebook page, yes. too. And I'm looking at a picture of you, Mike. <laughs> you look great. Yeah, you look thank great. you. Uh, so... You guys have a Facebook page, uh, and it, it really is the Long Island Garden Railroad Society Incorporated. Yes, uh, you can find it on Facebook. And then also, you were talking earlier about the Railroad Museum of Long yes. Island, which their website is rmli.org, and they've got a bunch of information on there as well. I mean, both of those sites look fantastic. So again, yeah, this is a ton of great information. I love trains. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I wish I was in your area so I could go hang out. Look up in your area. You might have one out there, too. It's an international hobby. It's not just local here. That's true. And, and and being from Omaha area, this is definitely a point where some trains come through. For sure. For sure. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And Larry, thank you so much. This is a great podcast. Uh, thanks, Eric. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for being here today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.